Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, Impactful Parents. Today, we're going to talk about how to take life's obstacles and make them into your superpower. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent and welcome to my Inspire and Learn series where real parents come on and tell their story of inspiration and learning. Because a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. And today we're going to be learning from Juliana Linder. Juliana is here to tell her inspirational story of how she quite literally turned her pain into her power. Plus, ways that you can too, of course. And her story of a mother's ups and downs will inspire you to focus on the positivity of life, such as love and gratitude. So thank you so much for being here, Juliana. Thank you, Christina. It's a pleasure for me to be a part of this. And yeah, I think sharing my story is a great way for other people to uh, gain some extra wisdom and insight for their own life. Well, I want to start with just that, your story. So go ahead and tell us what happened. The start of motherhood was a giant roller coaster. And let me tell you, it was um, almost in that vomiting state. There were so many ups and downs for me. And it began during pregnancy, actually. So my child, my daughter was a surprise pregnancy. And I was in a very unstable relationship at the time thinking that I could um, be the rescuer and be the all be all the things I needed to be for my daughter um, so that she could be raised in a healthy environment. And what I recognized shortly after having my daughter was that the environment was super stressful and I needed to get out of there. And so I made a call for myself um, that I no longer wanted to be in that relationship or that environment and, and I made that switch for myself. I made, uh, I didn't know, I knew that I was going to go back to my dad's house, um, but I really didn't have any idea of where I would go from there, what that would lead into. Um, all I was focusing on was the safety and security of herself and, and me too. And where this gets even more of a roller coaster is within less than four months of being with my dad and, and really caring to my newborn child, I was asked to leave very abruptly with no notice and no job, um, no job, no money, no housing, no nothing to really go into. So this is my first experience being homeless. And, and I didn't allow myself to really um, sit and sulk in homelessness. Um, I was reaching out to every person that I possibly, I was, um, no matter how embarrassed I felt in that situation, I knew that I had my daughter. She was only six months at the time. I had my daughter to take care of. And that was um, my driving strength in that situation. And what I didn't know at that time was that there was someone that came into my life at a very, very low point in my life where I was actually, um, I had the intention of stealing a, an electronic to make money off of it. And I, before I even stole it, I actually put it back. Um, and, and told that I was, I really didn't want to steal it. It really, it was just like that impulsive. I'm so, um, I'm in such a low position. I have nothing to my name. Um, 
this is a crazy act and, and I didn't even act on it. I did initially, but then I decided against it. It was against my morals. And that woman that helped me through that moment was the same woman that opened up her home to me for six weeks. I stayed in a guest room in her, in her house just to get my feet on the floor. And what happened was I established myself and I kept taking those steps, feeling like, okay, I don't quite have my grounding, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep stepping and I'm going, I'm not going to give up. And it was continued to be a roller coaster ride because, and I, I think that parents um, can resonate with the feeling of being like they're doing it all by themselves. And that's how I felt day in and day out. Um, I took a job that was way, a huge pay cut and so under my, <laughs> my minimum budget. Um, and I was just digging myself into a hole, financial hole, emotional hole. And it was this cyclical feeling of, I'm getting through the day just barely. Uh, I feel like I'm just barely surviving. I'm just barely cutting it. And at the end of the night, I feel like I have nothing to show for it. My daughter is super healthy and I'm so grateful for that. But everything else in my life is a wreck. It's a mess. And, and I'm barely keeping myself above water. Um, and I knew that something had to change, but I didn't know what it would take. And what it took was me making one of the worst decisions of my life, which was getting behind the wheel um, after a few drinks and um, being pulled over and getting a DUI. Um, and my DUI was a level one DUI because my daughter was in the car. I always had my daughter. I didn't have um, people that really supported me, although I did have people. I didn't want to burden them any more than I had already burdened them. And so it was really hard for me to ask for help to say that I was really suffocating with all of these things that I needed that were and all the pressure that was on me and that I needed to escape this pressure. And my version of the escape was to turn to substances um, and to have that outlet, even though I didn't have the intention to get drunk and I definitely was not drunk. Um, I was under the influence and it was messy and mistakable. And I needed to get to that base bottom dungeon place to really recognize within myself what I needed to change. So that was the rock bottom moment. And it continued to actually further, um, I don't wanna go too far into my story. I actually tell part of my story on um, All in Harmony podcast, but there's, there was that rock bottom moment of desperation that I knew I needed to be better for myself. And I knew I needed to be better for my daughter. And that opened up, the <laughs> gateway, not just the doorway, it opened up a gateway. And I imagined myself uh, running through an open field of possibility, of this possibility that life isn't happening against me, um, it's actually happening for me. And as long as I stay open to those messages that are coming through, I can see what is possible, that I have choice in every moment to make the best choice for me. And, and really, I think that's the underlying be, your, be the best version of yourself is knowing that you have all this opportunity to, to choose what is best for you. 
And, and sometimes that's really hard. So I think um, getting to a place where you can understand and really lean into the, the power that you possess to make really honorable choices, um, no matter what kind of mistakes you've made in the past, there's always today, there's always in this moment. And the more we can come back to living moment to moment and presently for ourselves and for our children, um, the, more, the more power we have to live a life that we actually want, that we enjoy, and that our kids can get the most out of. Yeah. This is such a powerful story. And I know that there's going to be a lot of parents that are going to relate, identify with what you're saying, um, you know, those struggles and some, everybody, we all go through them. Some of us go through them deeper hills and valleys than others, but you know, <laughs> we all go through the struggles and yeah. I, I just find, just thank you. I want to actually say thank you first for telling your story, for being candid, for, for expressing this to parents so they know that they're not the only ones out there that have gone or going through this. Yeah. So I want to start with some questions for you about your journey. And the first one is those first steps after you hit rock bottom, because there are a lot of people who might be listening to this right now. That's like, they're in that place. They, maybe they haven't hit rock bottom, but things are really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just are. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> so and it might be that they're at the rock bottom, but to start going up the hill from being down in the valley, some of the hardest steps that you could take. And a yeah. lot of people are lost and they don't know where to take those first steps. How do you take those first steps? So that's where I would like to start with you. You're at this really low point. You know, you've you got your DUI, you've now realized that you, you need something better for yourself. You know you want to get out of it, but what are the first steps? What did you do? Um, I will say that I was always trying to pursue personal development. And um, I had a very keen interest in understanding the mind and going deeper into psychology. And, and that always had me on the path of understanding um, behaviors, behavior modification. So I was looking at even prior to hitting rock bottom, just being in that storm of, you know, where's my life going? Uh, what am I doing with my life? Kind of questions. I, I had, uh, I went through therapy, group therapy, um, and one-on-one -on -one therapy. I have, I have read several self-help books. I think the, one of the first self-help books I, um, read, that I can really remember was like, uh, I was in the depth of a depression back in 2015, was The Happiness Project by um, Ruben. What's her first name? <laughs> I'm forgetting her first name, but um, Gretchen. Gretchen Rubin wrote The Happiness Project. And so I've read these books and I've read blogs and I've listened to tons of podcasts. Um, and definitely always went back to nature, um, whether it was me going on a run, because I, I love getting out into the trails. Um, I'm not a huge road runner, um, but to me, being out in trails, whether it's fields or forestry, that is my quiet. I don't bring, I usually don't have self-service. Um, interestingly, where I live in New Jersey doesn't, doesn't have self-service when I'm in forests, um, and that's the fortunate part. So 
taking those steps to really care for me in a way that I hadn't ever cared for myself or maybe hadn't been cared for when I was younger either. And I think that's the first step is, is being okay with feeling your feelings uh, and feeling safe to feel your feelings. And I will say, I, I bring that up specifically because I grew up in an environment, um, one of those tough love type of environments where we don't want to see that you're upset and I didn't get the consoling, compassionate type of response that I really needed as an empathic and highly sensitive female. Um, but that I could show myself in, as, as an adult, as, as my own parent, I could show myself that love and that compassion that I needed as a kid to, to make choices for myself, to sit with myself, to be in those quiet moments, to, you know, to exercise and treat myself right and do the self-care routine, it really started with having more compassion for myself, which led to more curiosity. And I think those are the two paths that intertwine um, on this journey to, to lay a really sound foundation is having compassion and curiosity. I like that a lot. And it's really great advice uh, for those of you who are listening and are resonating. I would also add not to put so much pressure on yourself. Like it's baby steps. It's small, small little baby steps creates big change over time. And I think that sometimes we kind of just think, oh, no, no, that's just a one little tiny thing. That one little tiny thing builds another little tiny thing, which builds another little tiny thing. So it starts small. You can do this if you're listening and you're resonating with her story. Um, I also wanted to ask you about making those honorable choices, because that was really powerful to me when I was listening to your story, that you, you were confronted with choice, right? We all, all the time consistently in our lives. And on one hand, you had a desperation to need for survival, even though it was maybe not quite ethically correct, you have a need for survival and to take care of your children. Okay, completely understand that. <laughs> and then on the other hand, you have these in internal compass of morals and values that you want to hold true to keep internal integrity. Yeah, those are two really contradictory forces that are happening um, in your life and happens to several of us during our lifetime. So what did you do? And I know this is a difficult question maybe to answer, so I apologize. Um, but what did you do to decide to make the honorable choice versus the necessity of survival? Yeah, I think that biggest thing that comes up and it continues to come up but in not as big of a way is the voice um, and to distinguish between the voice of fear and the voice of love and the honorable choice is always coming from your 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 internal compass your intuition your guide your guiding post which is your heart and your heart will always make choices out of love and in that moment, I was driven by fear. I was in survival mode. I was in scarcity. I was in so much lack. Um, 
I didn't have, I, I needed. And that desperation uh, was rooted in fear. And that voice was really, really loud and prominent at that time. And over time, and I will say this took lots and lots of practice and just coming back to myself and coming back to my practice and taking those little steps every single day to take care of me, um, to listen to what I needed, understanding the fact that I am not my thoughts. So this voice of fear that comes through in all of our minds, and you can distinguish whether or not this is the voice of fear or this is the voice of love. And when you can sit, and this is part of the practice is being able to sit with yourself, the more often you can sit quietly with, with yourself, the more you can understand who's speaking. And I think that's the, the most powerful thing you can do as a parent, as an adult, as a human, um, to honor yourself is to honor your voice of love and not feed into that voice of fear that will show up. And all you have to do is say, thank you for showing up. Uh, thank you for coming in to protect me, but this is what I know is best for me. And that's that choice that you have in that moment. Um, and we all have that. Yeah, we do. I wanted to ask you, what was the biggest realization about the breakthroughs that you started having? Oh, yeah, that, um, it might go against what you said about baby steps because I was at such a rock bottom. I had hit multiple rock bottoms in a span of about 18 months that for me, it wasn't about small steps. I knew that I didn't have time for small steps. And that was just my situation. That was what was really particular to me. And so I did uh, a deep dive into into me, into my inner world, into what was happening. Why was I spiraling? Why was I so um, temperamental and moody and aggressive? And why was I lashing out at my child when she wasn't doing anything wrong? Why was I, um, you know, why was I being this person? I really got antsy and I was like, I don't want to take time. So I did a deep dive. And what I realized was that I had to move past all those limitations that I put on myself. Um, and that included the beliefs that I had formed about how I was supposed to be living or how I should be living or what I needed to be doing. And what I learned is that I can, I actually have the power to tap into my subconscious mind. And if you know anything about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind, you know that uh, the conscious mind only really makes up about, let's say 10% of our decision-making. And the other 90% of our decision-making comes from our subconscious. And the subconscious is where all of our stored memories are coming from and all those beliefs that predominantly were formed between the age of zero and seven. So what I did was I just went in and I started to dig my way through all of the stories, all of the memories and all of the beliefs that I had about myself in particular. And, and it came down to really facing my, my inherent values, my worthiness, um, and where I find the most safety within myself. So these are really deep things. And I think the biggest thing that you as a viewer can take away is knowing that you can ask the right questions 
And all you have to do is sit with that right question and, and listen, because the answer will come through. But as long as you're willing, you have to be willing to sit with that question long enough and come back to it over and over again. Um, and that's sometimes what we are most afraid of is just to sit with ourselves and to be quiet with ourselves. But when we want to take care of ourselves in a really, in a really nice way, that self-care that our that we need, our, our, our body is really thirsting and loving or wanting that, that self-care is quietness, is stillness. And so just asking the right questions is going to point you in, can point you in a whole new direction. And it's going to open up your eyes and your ears and your heart and everything's going to start to open up. And when things start to open up, you start to see things very differently for yourself and your life. And for me as a parent, that was, it was so essential to start seeing things in a different way. So simply just asking the right questions and sitting with them is very powerful. You know, sometimes we just need to take big steps too. It's, but you have to have it in you. I mean, I feel like it's so individual, right? When you go through things like this, um, some people need to take little baby steps. Other of us need to take really big steps and Sometimes it's a combination of the two, big step followed by little steps or the other way around or whatever. So it's such a, you just have a great inspirational story. I'd like to end with asking you that if you could give a few pieces of, of advice to encourage someone who is starting their healing journey, what would you say to them? Oh, I'm, I'm going to close my eyes because closing my eyes always allows me to come into my, my most wise and highest self. So if I'm going to access the wisest, the answer to tell other people would be to, it's okay and it's safe to love. Going back to my original um, story or, or the story I started to tell about me being in an environment of tough love. Um, love when I was a child was more conditional. And, and I always thought that I needed to do something. I needed to be better in order to receive love from others. And um, part of parenting my own inner child so that I can show up and parent my child in the way I in which I see and deem best for her is feeling safe to feel love within myself. And, and knowing that, and going back to that decision-making of, of you know, is this the voice of love or is this, can I come back and, and come home to this voice of love? And knowing to love is to me um, such a foundational point of making decisions for yourself that are both in honor and integrity. So I think that's really, it's really special to be able to always have I mean, we all possess it. We all have that capability to come back to love, even though it's a feeling and all feelings are fleeting, um, that you know that you possess this power to always return to a state of love. And that when you are in a state of love, you are making the best of choices for you and everyone around you. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for, so much, Juliana, for being here. If people love your story and want more of you, can you tell us how would they reach out to you? 
So I'm on um, a few of the socials. I mainly uh, am on Facebook and Instagram. I have a, a wonderful private group on Facebook called Harmony Within, Discovering Truth, Wisdom, and Passion. And, and I bring some really fun things, some fun lives every tap, every Tuesday, I have a tapping Tuesday. So you can access that just being a part of the group. And um, my inbox is always available. So you can email me or direct message me on any of those social sites. You can also visit my webpage at julianalidner.net. And yeah, those are the easiest ways to, to get in touch. And that's not all because you have a freebie for our audience too. Can you tell us a little bit about that freebie that people will be able to get? Yeah, the three reasons to have more connection with yourself as a parent is just a tidbit of all the um, easy ways to access the part of you, um, that wise part of you. And, and it takes there's those three reasons um, go a little bit deeper into some practical application. And it's really about, again, opening up those channels, uh, inviting in more ease and flow. And, and as those channels open up in order to bring in what you really want, how you wanna show up as a parent also requires you to let go. Um, so the, the practical application is the, the opening of these channels and having energy be open and invited to flow. And that is really what helps you um, not only, you may be set, setting the intention of being a more patient and present parent, um, but really upholding that intention and following through with that is, is coming back to these practices and that practical application. So um, there's a ton of good stuff, juicy stuff inside that PDF. And it's really, they're bite-sized pieces that you can just approach really quickly. And I think that will be incredibly helpful to, to holding your peace and presence as a, as a parent. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited for the audience to be able to get that help from you, whether it's downloading the PDF or reaching out to one of your Facebook groups or to you yourself for personal coaching. It's a great resource for our impactful parent community. And so thank you so much for being here. And I hope today's episode brought you value. If you would like to become a more impactful parent, don't forget to download the Impactful Parent app. The Impactful Parent app is free to download and is full of episodes just like this one that's going to help you in your parenting journey. So carry help and tips and parenting resources right in your pocket so that you can refer to them when you need them the most. Plus, when you download the Impactful Parent app, you're also joining a community of like-minded parents that also want to be the best parent they can for their child. So download the app for free and discover new techniques to make your parenting more effective and catch those warning signs before they start and then get the parenting resources that's gonna make your life easier. All of this and so much more is inside the Impactful Parent app, which can be right in your pocket. So download it today. You got nothing to lose since it's free. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and discover how you can step up your parenting game and become a more impactful parent. But until next time, you got this parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app. 
so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.